Thanks for joining us on the DDS Faith Podcast. Our prayer is that as we discuss what God has to teach us through His Word, we can all learn how to deepen, defend, and share our faith in Jesus Christ. Well, faithful DDS Faith Podcast listener, we are back to resume our conversation with Tim. Uh, Last episode, just a little recap, he's talked a lot about um, what discernment is and how he has used those disciplines and discernment to seek God's will and his church planting with his family, kind of how he winded up where he is, his experience in pastoral ministry. Um, So let's go ahead and dive a little bit deeper into that. Uh, So we'll get right back to finish the conversation with Tim. Okay. I'm going to ask you this. I don't know if I've asked you this before or not, but uh, it's been nearly 15 years that you've been doing this uh, church planting uh, journey. And and I've forgotten until you mentioned it. I've forgotten about the church in Georgia. Um, And you moved, you and your family moved to Asheville a year and a half ago. But between you leaving Knoxville and ending up in Asheville, um, I know at one time, you were looking and pre- thinking and praying about uh, planting a church in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And did you made a trip over there, right? I yeah, I made two trips to New two Zealand. Two trips, okay. Yeah. So kind of, mm-hmm. I guess what I was going to ask you is just looking back over this whole entire season of your life, because um, you feel called to New Zealand, you make two trips there. Okay, well that doesn't work out, and then I've forgotten about the one church in Georgia. Through all this stuff, when things don't work out or uh, don't go the way you thought they were going to go. Um, did you ever come close to just saying, okay, let's go find something else to do? Like discouragement, how did you work your way through that? Yeah, I mean, I think in any season of ministry I've been in, so I've, I've, I've been in different, you know, seasons of ministry. I've been, you know, uh, on staff, on pastoral staff. I've I've been the lead pastor of a church. Um, I've, uh, I've been the, the, the worship guy, uh, community group leader. So, so I've, I've had a a multitude of experiences in church and I've gone from, you know, being in ministry vocationally to, to non-vocational ministry, um, back to vocational ministry. And so, you know, um, in, in all of those seasons, kind of regardless of what I was doing, there's always been, uh, you know, moments of discouragement or, or doubt, or even, you know, the desire to kind of be like, okay, I'm done. Uh, you get exhausted. Uh, you, you get, you know, again, because uh, like the song says, we're, we're prone to wander, prone to leave, you know, the presence of God. And so when that happens, uh, you know, you're, you're no longer discerning from truth. You're discerning from your experience or your feelings or your, you know, uh, and again, I don't, I, you know, I don't completely, you know, uh, I wouldn't completely throw your feelings out the window, uh, and say that all feelings are bad. <laughs> um, but, uh, but to let your feelings drive, you know, uh, you know, be in the driver's seat, that's, that's not good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, anytime you kind of, stray away from truth, you're going to feel, uh, pressed. You're going to feel, uh, you know, the, the, the discouragements, uh, you're going to feel alone. Um, and, and you're going to be easy prey for, for Satan's, uh, you know, his primary attack is through lies. Right. And so, 
um, you're going to be looking and relying on yourself rather than trusting God. Um, and that's, you know, that's a big thing for me with, with church planting is um, <clears throat> always maintaining a place of, you know, complete and total dependency upon God. <laughs> it's easier uh, when you and have nothing. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's, it's easy to say that, right? Like we need to be dependent upon God, but it's harder to live that out because mm-hmm. sometimes God doesn't, he doesn't tell you what the answer is going to be. Um, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't give us a roadmap in advance. Uh, and we tend to like roadmaps. And so if there's not a roadmap, I'm just going to get discouraged because I don't, I don't see what, mm-hmm. you know, what the next turn is. But at the same time, if he gave us the roadmap, most of us would go, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, so, oh, that's uh, so true. <laughs> no, so not he true, knows it, us. No, and, not true and, at all. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Moving on. And so he's, we have to trust in his faithfulness. And again, that that's where the immersion in, in the means of grace and, and, and the church and, and these things that will stir our affections for God rather than steal our affections. Um, you know, and, and sometimes we tend to do the things and favor the things that steal our affections for God. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think anytime, um, you know, there, there've been seasons and that's why like, um, you hear people in ministry say, um, and I had somebody tell me this, this, when I was in high school, I started to, you know, kind of have a desire, you know, was the beginning of a desire for, you know, for doing ministry. I was leading a student led Bible study, uh, as a senior in high school. And I, I shadowed my uh, youth pastor at the time. And he completely like scared me away from ministry he was like, you know, unless you're totally sure, don't do it. You're going to mess up people's lives. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, there's so wisdom was, in that, you know, there's, and so it's, uh, and you know, God used that whether he was kind of, you know, whether that was a little intense or, or not, God did <laughs> use that to, to kind of, you know, allow me more time to be molded. Um, and, and to grow, I wouldn't have been ready at that point in time to be in ministry, but, um, uh, so God used it despite what the, you know, the, what you might say about that tactic, mm. but, um, but, uh, so, you know, I've heard people, and, and like I said, this was, I think this, this was said to me, uh, at that point in time in my life, you know, the, the kind of the idea that if you can envision yourself doing anything else, you know, go do that. Like you have to have this mindset of ministry that it's like, it's the only thing that I would ever want to do. And it's the only desire that I have. And I, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. And uh, that's just not really realistic because <laughs> there's been many seasons in my life where I'm doing ministry and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard or there's, there's a challenge or a struggle. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're in ministry, you're, you're dealing with, with, with the mess of people's lives, the mess of your own life, uh, the sin that, that plagues us. And, and, you know, when you're caring for broken people, um, you're gonna, you're gonna experience, uh, the brokenness. And so, uh, there's been many times where I'm like, man, I, I, I wouldn't mind doing something else. Um, but, <laughs> but I, I, I love the people that I'm serving and I love God and I want him to be glorified. And so, so I, I'm willing to do this. I desire to do it, you know, even though there are seasons or maybe times where you go through hardship and you say, you know what, it would be nice to be doing something else. And so I don't think that makes the person uh, any less called or, or less faithful. Um, and so, yeah, to answer your question, there's, there's, I think there's inevitable 
Um, I mean, I think it's naive to think that Satan's, you know, just like, oh, look, there's a there's a guy planting a church. I better leave him alone. <laughs> you know, he's he's under God's protection. I mean, Satan uh, is categorically known for, uh, you know, despite knowing God's power and authority and, you know, sovereignty, uh, he still keeps going up against, you know, uh, up against him. Uh, foolishly, we would say. Uh, in fact, you know, um, uh, the cross, right? Satan thought he was winning. And really, if Satan wanted to win, the thing he should have done was try to keep Jesus as far away from the cross as possible. <laughs> uh, because on the cross, Satan is defeated. You know, one of the things that you had mentioned that I, I thought was uh, really good, it made me think of something of really just, you know, think about all the different Bible stories, uh, especially in the Old Testament, you know, where God does not give the whole plan. He tells you a direction to go. And then what does every single person do? They start making assumptions on what the conclusion is going to be. You know, so for example, Gideon's a really good one. You know, God says, you know, hey, I want you to go over and uh, you're going to take these guys out. But you have too many people. You're going to have to narrow that down a little bit. He gets down to like, uh, like what is it, like 300 guys or something like yeah. that. And then he's like, okay, oh, you, your, your weapons, you will not need them. <laughs> Why are you pointing at me? Yoda. That's what he says to Luke when he goes, oh my gosh, you call yourself a fan. Is, you know, it, is it part of the up? original trilogy, or are you... Episode 5! He In... goes into the cave. Remember your failure at the oh. cave? Wow. Well, as soon as Warner Brothers wow. sues us for him using the Superman w theme, Disney's going to sue us for him pirating, wow. aping Yoda's lines without permission. Star Wars is Disney? Yes. It is now. It is now. Yeah. Never seen it. I anyway... You know, to says, get back to you won't you won't need you won't you don't need those weapons you know hey take this trumpet and a pitcher it's like these don't even make sense together you know it's like mm -hmm. you're not giving me salt and pepper like <laughs> a pitcher and a trumpet here here's a TV and a I don't know a, a lamp you know like what <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, you know you see Jericho you know he doesn't say all right here's what's gonna happen you guys are gonna go around the building and uh, everything's gonna go really good and all of a sudden you're gonna shout and the walls are gonna all come down except for uh uh hey, hey yeah i can't what is her name <laughs> it's hagar right no no uh, it's not hagar uh, oh my god uh, <laughs> rahab rahab yeah. oh my goodness i can't believe i just did that oh man i was like you should read your bible more not right hagar's <laughs> <laughs> not who that is well you didn't offer any suggestions either <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't. I just just, just watched him burn. Yeah, as, yeah. Soon, as soon as you said Hagar, I was like, "That's not but, right." Hagar yeah, I, I, then I started getting the whole Abraham story. Yeah, exactly. I, I was like, "That is not right. Why can't I get this? It's not the right one." Anyway, anyway, um, wrong but, name, but you buddy. Look at all of these. Yeah, you look at all of these stories in the Bible, and and God doesn't give the full plan. He gives the direction that you're going to go to. And the problem with us is. We start making assumptions, and usually in the negative, right. of well, how could this go wrong? <laughs> here's the thing, though. God's full plan would be uncomprehensible to us. That's, yeah. that's part of it. Like, There's no way our minds could fathom that, like, his full divine sovereign yeah. yes, that is understanding word. and wisdom. You know, uh, well, I was referencing Romans 11. Oh, you paused. I um, thought you were... Uh, yeah. fathomable uh, his, his ways. unfathomable ways, fathomable his wisdom and mercies. When he paused, I thought um, he was 
making sure that that was a real word. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, there, we wouldn't understand the full yeah. thing. If we did, then we would never ever doubt God ever again. But right. it's like to our sinful, limited mind, it's well, you know, unbelief and, is a and problem. See, that's the that's the importance of faith. You know, why doesn't God just come down and be like, "Hey, I'm God," you know, <laughs> and then like, uh, "Do this, do that," you know, watch it, it's me, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then, where would faith be? Yeah. You know. Well, we always want God yeah. to like write, like. Just, you know, uh, hey, I'm going to give you this piece of paper. I need you to write exactly what I have to do and send it back to me. <laughs> yeah, or, like, exactly. can you write it on the wall or write it in the sand no, or something? He, That's he not how it you works. you learn how to communicate with them. Mm. Because, well, you have to, yeah. you know, not, you know, in Romans 12, not being conformed to this, this world. There's, you know, you have to look past the noise of the world. And when you're caught up in that and you're not being mindful of what you're letting in and you don't look to the, you know, the tuning of the, the spirit in your heart, you're not tuning into that, then, yeah, you're never going to be able to discern God's will. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to look past the noise of the world. And, you know, like you just said, how did you word it? Um, oh, yeah, God doesn't always give you all the details of the plan, you right. know. He just points you in a direction. Yeah. <laughs> Do this, don't take that. You know? <laughs> mm. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> All right, I think my lung is going to stay down there. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, bless you. Yeah. Well, I think it's a lot of Christians, when they hear the word or the term church plant, they think that people like Tim and others, they're just moving to a new place, going to someone's house or maybe there's an established building they're going to and you just immediately jump in and say okay we're a new church we're having service on this day at this time <laughs> everybody come and join us and that couldn't be farther from the truth correct sorry tim correct Yo, yeah <laughs> correct i mean uh sometimes that is what happens if you have a, a church that's large enough that just says hey we're just gonna you know we're going to section off this group of people and we're going to relocate them and you're going to now be a church and we, we've got the money flowing in. Well, that's almost like um, a sister church. Yeah. It's, you know, it, sometimes it becomes a, a, a campus church, which, right. you know, we, we can, uh, um, you know, and you see a lot of uh, Baptist churches that are, are doing, you know, multi-campus. And I keep going, doesn't that make you a Presbyterian church now? Because uh, <laughs> you know, ba Baptists are all about the autonomy of the local church. Uh, and then they'll, they'll have a campus church that, that these elders are, are over, you know? Um, so I, I, it makes me laugh sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, but I think if we look at the new Testament and we say, you know, cause that's kind of like our, our church planting mindset. And of course we, we, you know, we're, we, we have, you know, a multitude of counselors that, that are, are, you know, able to be in the process. Uh, you know, so that we're not just going and doing something of our own, you know, uh, desire. Um, but ultimately, like, our responsibility is to be true to the Word of God. And so uh, we intentionally kind of um, took a path of saying, you know, we're not going to just, like, look at this church and then try to just duplicate what they're doing over here. And it's not to say that this church isn't biblical or isn't doesn't have a good foundation, but it's to say that we want to really focus our, you know, foundation building from uh, diving into scripture and, and really having uh, formed a robust theology of the church from scripture as the primary authority. 
Um, again, it's not to say that it's bad to look at other churches and say, hey, what are you doing or, or whatnot? But um, I also think there's some there's some driving factors uh, in church planting that are maybe creating some unhealthy or, or partly unhealthy churches uh, in the sense that, you know, maybe we're looking to some things as being, you know, of elevated importance um, because of certain goals that we have. A lot of times it's, you know, might be sustainability or, you know, uh, or, or, or trying to have a, a very, you know, a, a reach, um, you know, to where, you know, we, we are able to draw in people. Um, and, and oftentimes that's, you know, the desire there is good. We want to make disciples. We want to disciple Christians. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of churches in the Asheville area that, um, are not solid. And I would invite anybody, you know, uh, looking for a, a biblical church where they're going to be discipled. They're going to, they're going to be taught, you know, what it means to, 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 to follow Christ and, and to, to live a life of obedience and love and worship, you know, to have unity within the body. Um, and so there's some churches that just, they're just not there. And so, you know, I don't want people to be stuck in unhealthy churches, but, um, at the same time, we uh, we want to build the foundation upon Scripture. So, um, and and when you build the foundation upon like, you know, we need not to have a killer children's ministry because otherwise people won't come. Um, you're kind of that. You're kind of creating that scenario of your own um, ideology, where you're saying, you know, if I don't do this, then this won't happen. And, and and I say, well, where where do you see that in Scripture? Hey, hey, Lord, as, you, you as forgot a, the uh, children's ministry. We we need to right. We need to yeah. make sure we the, have the that. The children's one. ministry is at home. Like yeah. I loved I loved how the uh, Rabbi Eric said that. You know, do y'all do small groups? And he was like, yeah, they're called families. <laughs> um, and you've also to touch on one thing you've actually mentioned several times is a plurality of elders. Um, which you know, that's not a super common thing to see anymore, not, especially not in the Southern Baptist. Yeah, not right. within what I'm what I'm familiar yeah. with, and I think that there's a lot of importance to that. You know, obviously the plurality of elders, and you can speak on this. Uh, you know, same mind, same spirit, same judgment. Um, but like, like if I go to Wes um, and I'm having a problem and I'm seeking wisdom, he is not affected by my feelings. He can give me wisdom that's going to be solid and based. And I can give you objectivity. Right. Versus me, I'm affected by my feelings. So sometimes it's good to have those local local church members um, that can give you sound biblical wisdom that you can trust. And there's certain opinions out there that I value a lot more than other opinions. You know, certain people, like if this, if this person who is solid in the Word, this, a discerning spiritual believer, I value their opinion. But if it's somebody that's not, their biblical wisdom doesn't mean anything to me, you know? Well, one of the best pieces of advice I got, and this was for vocational ministry, was never accept criticism from someone <laughs> you would never ask advice from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's like, wow, that's... <laughs> That really helps with the criticisms, right? <laughs> it eliminates a lot of it, actually. Yeah. There's, you know, there's, there's righteous criticism, and then there's also just judgmental criticism. Well, if it's just criticism, it's just like, hey, uh, you suck. Here's why, you know. Uh, instead of usually, like, it's not the yeah. followed by. Here's why. Yeah, usually it's just like, oh, you're terrible, awful, and you know, why do you even, why do you even be, be a preacher? You know, instead of, 
Like, okay, so I see what you're doing here. Like, this is good. Um, I think it could be better over here. And here's how. Mm-hmm. Here's here's a, an option. And then, you know, I, I remember when I was early on in ministry, um, you know, uh, my uh, the, the senior pastor was telling me, you know, get with your kids' ministry and your youth, uh, your youth ministry and uh, get your team together and, you know, come up with, um, try to brainstorm, right? Okay. So the way that I thought of brainstorming was, you know, you think hard of, for you. You don't have a brain. Whatever. <laughs> you think of an idea and then I hear it. And because you're not perfect and neither am I, but I heard what you said, I could refine it just a little bit and say, oh, wait, what, what if we did this and just like modify your idea just a little bit? And then Jeremy comes in and he goes, oh, how about this? So I like Wes's modified, but what about this too? And it modifies even more. And all of a sudden you finally get this really, really good yeah, idea. It gets better every time. Yeah. Dude, I I got wrecked over the coals for that. Like, what are you doing? I was like, I was like I'm brainstorming. Like, I expect to give an idea and then I expect people to essentially tear it apart, you know, and, <laughs> and make it better. Because I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. But for whatever reason, that was that did not go well in in the church that I was at. No. Like, they they did not want to do that. They were just mm. like, you know, um, we don't want to tell you no on your ideas, and we don't want you to tell us our ideas um, need some improvement. It's like, well, there's one way to do it. It's called humility, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> brainstorming requires humility. Give your idea and allow it to take yeah. shape. Allow it to change form. Yeah, a plurality of elders is definitely. Well, one yeah. biblical, which is enough for me to be like, you know, let's do it. But two, there's a, there's a reason why that's instructed right. in First in Timothy two and in Titus two, um, and th- there was one more question that we had. I feel like we've covered pretty much every question that we had, but there was well, one. Well, I have I have one more. I was going to maybe ask two that or last three one. more. No, um, I know mine's different um, <laughs> because Tim, you're in Asheville now. You've been there for a year and a half. Um, how long did it take you? Were you in prayer about that decision? Because you moved from Chicago, the Chicago area, to Asheville. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Asheville's kind of always been on your list. Like when you were saying, these are some places I would like to to look at. I remember Asheville always being in the conversation. And then, like I said, you kind of talked about New Zealand there for a while. And then... Um, and then I think kind of got put on a back burner while you were getting married and everything. And one of these days, we have to tell that story. <laughs> that is one of my favorite Tim Smith stories is his whirlwind engagement and marriage. Yep. This was back when I was still on social media. What year did you all get married? Uh, 2014. 14, okay. Yeah. This was Easter weekend of 2014. Passover. Yeah, what weekend? <laughs> it was the weekend that Christians' churches call Easter. <laughs> but since we <laughs> have been educated now, and now that we know better and we are accountable for the information we've yeah. been given, it was the Passover. Only the KJV you know calls it Easter. Really, uh, sorry, this is a tangent. But Go you know ahead. what has really bothered me is how many secular people, people that don't believe in God whatsoever, talk about, oh, yeah, Easter, Easter, let's do Easter. And they mean nothing to do with Christ. No. And it's just like... Why do we still do this? Well, it's the same, those it's same, the same thing with Christmas. Christmas. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 I yeah. agree. 100%. All right. 100%. Tan- tangent over? Yes. Even marriage. Why get married if you're not a Christian? It's a biblical concept. Sorry, right. now, we're, now we're going like, to go down his tangent. Yeah. You know? 
Ta- tax purposes. <laughs> the government needs to get out of our. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so anyway, we'll do an episode on that. Let's just say it was sometime. <laughs> I'm going to say April of 2014. I see a social media post from Tim. So you're telling the story? No, I'm not going to tell the whole story. I'm going to tease it, <laughs> and then we'll have Tim back, and maybe we'll finish it out. Um, a- or April 9th. I do what? April 9th. Okay, so that was the day. There's a social media hey, post. Uh, happy nine-year anniversary, almost. Yeah. You're well, welcome. Not, <laughs> so we, we got married in July. Oh, uh, my so bad. That's probably nine months coming up. Tim, Tim that's, my, that's just taking the point of my story here. Um, <laughs> there's a social media post, of, and he puts a picture of him and this girl that he had uh, seen over the Easter weekend. And so I, I forget, I messaged him or something. It's like, oh, did you have a big date? And he's like, yeah, he met her. They went out. Okay, cool. He, so he's got a date. And then in May, I'm driving from, I'm serving at a church in Virginia, and I have to drive to the, it was still a Christian bookstore where they ordered the Sunday school literature. I know your head's about to explode, but that's, that's okay. It was a particular brand and um i'm on i'm getting and i I called tim on my way um on on the road because i knew you were you were going back to see her again correct probably yeah Yeah, she lived in ohio because i remember as i'm getting on the interstate you said hey pray for me because i'm going to ask her to marry me and i nearly ran into the tractor trailer (laughs) that was coming onto the interstate because it's like after one date in April, and they got married in July, and they're still married to this day hey, with two kids. That's almost how we did it. Yep. We, were, we were about that short. No, that's yeah. that's even faster than that you was did faster it. You than were fast. Us. Yeah, yeah. We so, were August to March. That's one of my favorite stories is just being up there for that wedding. He never did let me sing at the <laughs> wedding. Mm. My story oh, is TBD. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, Tim, how did you settle on, yes, we're going to Asheville. This is because North Carolina and the southern region of the country, you know, there would be a lot of people who say, why do you plant in a church in North Carolina? There's a church on every street corner down there. (laughs) As Kevin Hott would say, you can't throw a dead kitten around here and not hit a church. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Thank you for bringing dead kittens into this. Oh you said you get goodness. swing a dead cat around here and not hit a church. <laughs> so something along those lines. But obviously God has shown you that there's a, there's a need in that in that area of Asheville. Correct? Yeah, for sure. So when 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 Sarah and I first got married, we we came down here for our honeymoon. We went to the Smokies, we came to Asheville, then we went to the the Charleston to the beach. And so that was our first introduction to Asheville. And we're like, Hey, we like it down here. And then, uh, my good friend uh, who was, you, you met him, Nick, uh, at the wedding. Um, he moved down here. Uh, and he since, you know, met and married, uh, his wife and they just had their second kid. Um, and so we were, we would come down here, you know, we were coming down here for about five years, uh, sometimes multiple times a year, um, when we kind of started to, to kind of, you know, consider coming down here on a permanent basis. And, uh, and so we were coming down here just naturally for our, our vacations to catch up with, with Nick and, and Kat, our, our friends. And, and, uh, we really started to have a love for, for the area, for the people, 
Um, and, you know, we knew that we weren't long for the Chicagoland area. Um, and, you know, uh, I like the, I, I like the fact that we have longer shoulder seasons here. So like you can be out and about and it's not like it gets cold for six months and then you don't see people uh, anywhere. And so, that, you know, that's a challenge to ministry in the North. So pray for those guys up there, you know, uh, in, in the snow and the cold, but, uh, <clears throat> So, you know, kind of through many, many visits, it started to become more and more of a possibility and a thought. And as we talked about it and prayed about it. Now, when we when we were at OVBC, the church we were at in Illinois, where, where I was pastoring, um, and I started there as, as worship and, you know, associate pastor, and then I became a lead pastor. And um, that church just kind of went through some stuff. And so when we kind of parted ways there, we knew at that point in time that, you know, the next thing for us was church planting. Um, and so, but we went back to our home church kind of, you know, for a time of just rest and healing and, um, you know, just revitalization of our ourselves. And, um, and so I spent time kind of like fixing up and getting ready to flip our, our house. And so um, kind of, you know, we got into the, the season where the housing market was good. And so it was a good time to sell the house. And a lot of our timing was dictated on the progress I was making on, you know, kind of, you know, redoing a bathroom and the kitchen and things like that to get our house ready to sell. And so when we uh, put our house up for sale, you know, we're praying like, Lord, okay, you know, this is help us sell the house if, if we're to come. And our, our house sold in like three days. We were actually in Asheville when I got the call um, from our realtor that, you know, somebody had put a full offer, you know, in on the house. And so from there, it was kind of like a blitzkrieg where it was just like, okay, now we've got a month to pack everything up and <laughs> load a trailer. And we were bringing my parents down with us. And, and so, you know, even when we first came, like our first, you know, place that we were kind of lined up to rent, uh, they had trouble there where the people didn't leave and they had to get evicted and they trashed the house. And so at first we even, you know, the first month we were kind of displaced living in Airbnbs and things like that. Um, and then, and then, you know, God graced us with the place that we have now. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, it was kind of a process of, of coming down a lot and, um, getting to know the area and the people, um, you know, obviously for me with, with church planting, you know, uh, like one of the questions you guys sent me was, was, you know, why do you, why do you feel a need to plant a church? Why do you see, you know, a need to plant a church? And, you know, um, you know, we know that planting new churches, you know, greatly advances the gospel uh, through the proclamation of the gospel and in, in any, you know, sort of community. And, um, and uh, you know, we just need more of that everywhere. Um, unfortunately, a lot of churches um, are unhealthy and, uh, and they've, you know, they've strayed away from, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting, right? Like if you think about the Protestant Reformation, the Catholic church had gotten away from, you know, scripture uh, and kind of added things to it. And in some ways I see, um, you know, and I'm not somebody to kind of like really go after the universal church as a whole or all churches as a whole. Uh, I'm careful with, you know, remembering that Paul wrote to specific churches about specific problems Jesus, you know, through John and Revelation, wrote to specific churches about specific problems. Um, but we can see kind of some trends uh, overall. And, and so, 
um, you know, there's, there's unfortunately a lot of unhealthy churches that are, are maybe adding things, a lot of uh, adding of preferences, adding of, you know, even things that they would call biblical principles that, you know, you say, well, where, you know, where is that derived from in scripture? Um, and so, um, so there's a need because of un unhealthy, you know, churches. Uh, there's a need because, you know, there's, there's just a, a, a large, you know, group of people who've, who need to hear the gospel. Um, and then, uh, you know, um, Again, it, you know, it, it's it's the continuing work of the Great Commission, right? You know, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, Jesus says, and go therefore and make disciples. And he says, you know, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, you know, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And so when you get into that last part, you start thinking about the church, right? You start thinking about, you know missions and, and disciple making and then you think okay well now that sounds like they're getting grafted into you know the the church where we you know kind of live those things out um you know teaching them to observe all that i I've, I've commanded you you know that the, the work of discipleship uh and and worship and and living our lives to glorify god and so um i almost think you could throw a, a dart at a map and and you could say there's a need for a church there um, because there's just, there's more people, um, you know, in any given area that need to hear the gospel, um, than there are, you know, churches. Uh, and of course, um, our hope is to disciple, uh, Christians and, and new believers, uh, to the point where they see that, you know, our lives are to be lived out, uh, on mission in proclaiming the excellencies of Christ. Uh, you know, to our neighbors, to our coworkers, to our friends. I have a pastor friend who who planted a church in Illinois, and he told his church, uh, he said, listen, when you go to, you know, the store to get milk, he's like, think of that as your secondary objective. And your primary objective is to talk to somebody about Christ. And I really like that, you know, yeah. it kind of reframes how we live our life uh, and with that intentionality. So. Well, um, I, I think that was uh, excellent. I, I like how you explained all that. Um, so the, the other thing that I was thinking of was, you know, you're, you're, you're planting this church, and earlier you were talking about how, um, you know, there's so many other churches around, and, you know, you know what's, the, what's the point of planting another one or whatever? So how do you know as a church planter, when you have, what is a church? How do you know when you have actually planted the church? And it's like, okay, I have successfully, this is now a church. Is there, how, how do you know? Yeah, when you have all the things that are, are prescribed in scripture. Um, and this is a, this is a, something I find funny is that you'll have like a 10 year old church that still calls themselves a church plant. Uh, and I'm like, no, you're not, uh, you know, like I know that word has some, you know, there's some trendiness to that word or, or you might say, because of this reason, maybe we're still dependent upon others, but, um, you know, for financial support or things like that. But, um, but when you have elders, you know, uh, you know, when, you, when you have, so the, the biblical offices, right. Elders and, 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 and deacons, you know, uh, 
when you're 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 doing communion, you're 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 uh, the body of Christ is giving. You know, when you're you're gathering together for worship, you know those things. So the things that are prescribed in Scripture, uh, we look for and, and say, hey, if if these things are present, and it doesn't matter if there's ten people uh, or 150 people, if those those you know things are present, then that's a church. Exactly. So like. There's, I think there's a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, we got to have a church. Okay, okay. We got to have a pulpit. Got to have a mic. Uh, yeah, got to have a baptistry. Yeah, definitely got to have a baptistry. And an altar call. Church without that. Yeah, altar call. Got to have an altar. So we can have a call. Uh, you know, they, they, they think of all these different things, and it's like all of this is extra. Every single bit mm-hmm. of it, the, the whole building is extra. You know, it's, is it nice to have? Yes. Is it? Is it, you know, something that would... Uh, be bit can be beneficial absolutely but is it necessary to be a church no Mm-mm. well the church is the people yeah. um that, that's that's a cliche i know but like like you just said what's well, like tim you know you have you have to have the, the office so your deacons um your elders or your overseers um your your church body um and you know grounded upon the word right and when you have that and you have you know the public preaching of the word and that exposition and the explanation of the word being taught and applied and then they're also making disciples you also make disciples then you're a church we could gather in your living room and that could be a church and you know like in philemon you know the thought that i just had you know you had mentioned that you know <laughs> what it was that you could swing a cat around and hit a church or whatever <laughs> you can't swing a dead cat around here and not hit a church yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I, I don't know if that's actually true you can't swing a dead cat around and uh, and hit a so-called church or people that call themselves a church. Yeah. But you know what a lot of churches are missing that is one of the requirements of a church? Discipleship. How, how, many, how many churches are actually making disciples versus just getting people saved and say, oh, good, let me believe, confess, glad, glad well, to And the root of that is that we want everybody in heaven and we don't care about giving yeah. God glory, you know? And that's the, that's the problem. Is the goal is heaven? Yeah, our, that's not we, the goal. We, we want to get to heaven so we can make it about ourselves. We can see our dead, yeah. our dead parents, My our dead spouse. My reward in heaven. Yeah, it's like, like, wait a minute. It's like that's all we want is to yeah. get everybody in heaven so that we can have hope and seeing our family members mm-hmm. and our dogs and cats and whatever. But we're not actually doing things that would give God glory, yeah. and that all goes back to you know salvation being a spiritual calling, a spiritual drawing. And when you're just making it this thing where it's like, okay, A, B, C, admit, believe, confess. I went down to the altar. That was my public profession, not right. the baptism. It was the altar call. Right. Then all we've done is just try and get people in heaven to avoid hell. And, you know, we make it, like we said at the very beginning of this, we make it about us. Mm-hmm. Heaven is about us. It's our reward for, you know, for believing right. in Jesus. You know, that's our goal. That's what we want. You know, don't you want to go to heaven? You don't want to go to hell. Well, yeah, I want to go to heaven. Whoa. Like, is heaven a good thing? Yes. Do we want to go to heaven? Sure, absolutely. But that is not our primary goal. Our mm-hmm. primary goal is to give glory to God. And that's been the goal ever since the fall of man. Exactly. You know, well, I mean, we have an episode on that, so I'm not going <laughs> to. <you know. laughs> You have also this uh, this mindset that I think that we, you know, develop through dis- discipleship that um, that you know what Christ accomplishes on the cross and through His resurrection and and you know His ascension and ultimately His return is uh, 
you know, one part is that we're saved from something. We're saved from our sin. Um, but the thing that through discipleship we we uh, acknowledge is that we're saved to something then also. We're saved to Christ, to, uh, to you know, abiding in him and, and, and unity with him and, and submission uh, to him. You know, so we were slaves to sin and Christ died so that we could die to that. And, but uh, but now we're slaves to Christ. And so um, that's something that I think could be lacking, you know, to some degree within the teaching of the church, church mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is that we, we teach a lot about you are saved from your sin, and that is a wonderful thing. But from if I was saved from something, I must be saved then to something. Yeah. Well, you, did, you just hit Romans 6 at the beginning, like, I mean, you just paraphrase that perfectly, you know, once a slave to sin, you go back into Romans five, a slave to sin naturally through birth, um, because of the, you know, the sin of Adam, death entering through sin. And then you go into Romans six and you just kind of pretend that the chapter didn't change and just keep keep, keep that idea, you know, and it, you know, it talks about being once a slave to sin, but now being a slave to Christ, you know, dying to your sin, being renewed in Christ. And like that, that was really good. I I enjoyed hearing that. Yeah. Um, Tim, where can people find out some, where can they find out about you and where you're at and what you're doing? The, the like, DDS Faith Podcast, this episode. Well, <laughs> like, when, they, when they listen to this podcast and be like, you know what? I live in Asheville or I know some people that live in Asheville. I'd like to know some, I'd like to learn some more information. What's available out there for people to find? Yeah, I think the best uh, resource uh, that kind of would direct uh, anybody to anything that they want to know uh, would be our, our website. Uh, redemptioncitywnc.com uh, and so we'll put uh, that, that WNC in the part yeah that'd be, that'd be awesome so the WNC part is western North Carolina so uh, so yeah redemptioncitywnc.com uh, and then from there you can find um, all about us as a church how maybe you could participate with us and then also my email is on there uh, on our kind of about uh, about me page um, so mm-hmm. if you just want to pester me with emails <laughs> or you want to get in touch with me either way, um, cool. I have in my, uh, ministry experience had one person send a really nasty email. So I'm thankful that it's only one just one so far. Yeah. yeah. It was what? like, you should never preach again. And would I know who it is? Worst. You do? Was it you? No, no, no. <laughs> I, no, I would have signed it. Or I, I wouldn't have emailed. We don't it. do I, anonymous letters just, over here. You, I mean, you know me. Well, I'm we just, are going to have an episode where when we do get trashy email emails, we're going to oh, we'll read totally them. Read yeah, them. We're going to read them. That's why we don't get any because we've said we're going to read them. Yeah, we're not going to read them. Go ahead, send them. Like a fan mail episode. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> no, I'm saying, would I know the person that emailed you, or did it happen uh, later? I, I don't even know the person that emailed. Me. Uh, and oh, so they sent it from an anonymous I, email. I, okay. Yeah, it was not signed by anybody in fact that like it was like two paragraphs and they were like two different fonts like they i don't know copied and pasted or, or just were being <laughs> they, very decorative they, they were trying it's like the old newspaper thing you yeah know, like i've got your child yeah you know, they were doing that with both different fonts gotcha <laughs> i'm like i'm like you writing. can't complain about me you can't even write an email come at me come at me with some proper grammar and then yeah but yeah. uh then we'll talk. Yeah, so I don't <laughs> – even the email address, I kind of tried to, like, check it against some other things, and I was like, you know, it was – I have no clue. So I think somebody, you know, via – at that time, it was kind of like COVID, so we were live streaming, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I, it was 
I think yeah. it was early on when like we were first live streaming too. So it yeah. was like when it was really awkward to preach to the church from my living room, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> with my with my wife running sound and uh, you know my dog making noise in the background. Oh, R.I.P. Libby. So, yeah, what? yeah. R.I.P. Libby, his dog. Oh, you know, I actually shed a tear when he told me that dog died. I enjoyed, yeah, I still I enjoyed listening to you tonight. It was it was all good. It was all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right, man. Well, thank you. And like I said, we'll bring you back here in a few weeks. Yeah, I'd love that. I appreciate yep. you guys having me on. So that was a lot of good information. Like I said, I thought it was good. You know, we spent some weeks going through all of these different some weeks. disciplines. How many weeks? It was a, it was it was a, lot. a lot of weeks. Yeah. Um, but like I said, he with his um, church planting that he's doing right now, he's I liked if you paid attention to a lot of things he said, he kind of touched on some things we've talked about over the entire uh, first season yeah. of our podcast. Um, and that wrapping this up, we are also wrapping up season one of the DDS Faith podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've had a lot of episodes <laughs> <laughs> since uh, September. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they, they seem like they've been kind of all over the place, but I think there was a method to the madness in there. Uh, well, we kind of saw you know. a little bit of that tonight with Tim because there was kind of a through line because he mentioned, you know, we make I ourselves mean, the center. And that I remember yeah. you saying that early yeah. on I in mean, what episodes. Was, what I thought was so good about what Tim was saying was that, you know, he pretty much surmised. I mean, everything that we've talked about thus far, mm-hmm. like we, we touched on it tonight. Yeah, I mean, just, that's... Just a little bit. It's one thing for us to talk about it and... Kind of, they're abstract ideas in a lot of ways. Yep. But you know, here's somebody who's actually doing it, them yeah. in action. Was, I mean, we cool. we put them in action ourselves, but um, we talk about it every week. So it's yeah. good to hear from someone else. So, mm-hmm. like I said, this is the end of season one. Listening. For more information on DDS Faith Ministries, please visit our website at ddsfaith.org and follow us on social media. Thanks.